1: And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place.
3: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska.
2: Bob. What? Bob. What? Bob. It's the Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, April 27, 2023. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 827 of the Biden-Harris administration, 558 days until the 24th presidential election. You can find me on Instagram, TheBobSeska, Twitter, Bob Seska underscore ghost. Spoutable Bob Seska. Patreon page is BobSeskaShow.com. And sitting right over there, it's the Goth Ninjas. <laughs> it is jody hamilton from the from the bunker podcast patreon.com slash from the bunker also david ferguson from astral summer that's his music project astralsummer.bandcamp.com got it all right oh by the way jody's also from the stephanie miller show i to make sure i'm clear about that Stephanie Miller.com, freespeech.org all right goth ninjas hi i teased uh when we first met up before the show, I teased that I had a little teeny tiny <laughs> surprise me. for both of you. you. Okay, David, you need a second. You got allergies?
4: Yeah, it was someone I ate. Um, someone you no, ate? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are you it's talking about? I managed to catch them with my tiny arms. Yeah.
2: Um, <laughs> okay, good.
4: It's pollen season here in Georgia, and I've been like coughing and sneezing, and yeah, it's just I'm like a jar of rubber cement right now.
2: <laughs> that is thoroughly disgusting because I know exactly what rubber cement looks like yeah it's like liquid boogers that's what rubber cement is okay yep I said I, I had a surprise before the show and I said uh, we're gonna I'm gonna roll this out right after we uh, introduce everybody and this is something that I picked up while listening to this show maybe two or three weeks ago and I keep forgetting to mention it I keep forgetting to mention that I've got it. I grabbed a new Jody sound. I have a brand new Jody sound to play on the show. Remember the old <laughs> This is the, the original one That's that one.
4: That's the Haberman sound. I yes, think it was the yeah. Like uh, the Highland maneuver.
2: But for some reason, a few weeks ago, I don't know what the hell it was we were even talking about, but in response to whatever it was we were saying, Jody made this noise.
1: Oh my God) <laughs>
2: It's almost like a car revving up.
1: (gasps) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me watching Andrea Mitchell, listening to Maggie Haberman, thinking about Fox News. That's just that. (laughs) Oh, my God.
2: (laughs) It's amazing. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's like a yummy, yummy, yum sound. (laughs) Oh, my God. Except there's something that's ag- yeah. aggressive about it, too, which is awesome. <laughs> I, just, I love this so much. So, Maybe yes, t- be prepared. Tasting the succulent flesh of your slain enemies. <laughs> be prepared. I'm going to beat that to death. So I know how okay. much people yeah. love yeah. that okay. when I play things like Truth Essential <laughs> over and over again. I never hear about that from listeners. I say, stop it. Stop doing that now.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <sighs>
2: Okay, well, we do uh, have something to continue celebrating. Buzz and I obviously talked about this on Tuesday, but Tucker Carlson was fired Monday morning. And you know who was really happy about that news coming down? Uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Yeah. You know why? Well, yeah, because Ron DeSantis Monday morning, that clip was going around. Of him doing that bobblehead thing oh, where yeah. he got he looked like a Simpsons character where his eyes got really large and bulgy <laughs> and he's like, hey, I'm not even running yet. Where was it? Do I still have the sound loaded up? I think I do. I think I still have Ron DeSantis saying he's not a candidate. Oh, I'm uh,
0: not
4: I'm, not, back I'm back back. not a candidate, so we'll see if uh, if and when that changes.
2: You don't get a really good sense of what he was doing just with the audio no, alone. This yeah. is
4: what happens when you have no friends who are gays or black women or drag queens, exactly. like he was trying to get sassy, but his neck didn't know what to do. So he just kinda looked like his like fucking prostate massager electrocuted <laughs> him briefly.
2: I, well that if he had been electrocuted by his prostate massager, he would have made this noise.
1: <clears throat> oh my god. <laughs>
2: But you know what he was doing? You know, I have this theory. I I don't remember if I mentioned it on Tuesday's show, but I certainly mentioned it to Stephanie Miller and then John Fugel saying later in the day, is that I think Ron DeSantis was doing a Reagan impression. I think that's what that was. I think he was going, "Well, well, I'm not even a candidate yet, and I don't know because I wasn't in the loop about the Contras. You know, that's kind of a (laughs) a Reagan thing. And as we know, Rhonda I don't think he's, like,
4: capable of mimicry. Like, that requires, like, observation and imagination. Oh, well— He's I, basically, like, a particularly dull pet rock as a person. <laughs>
2: Well, you haven't seen him do his Trump impression then, have you? Because he's all about imitating Trump. He's got the same suits with the red tie and the blue suit. And then Mm. it's kind of baggy and oversized to disguise his body. And then he does the invisible accordion gestures and all the other Trump hand gestures. Yeah, Ronda Sanders. No, but is all I mean he's that.
4: not like, I don't know. I I just I don't see him able to evoke that somehow. It just seems like too complex for him.
2: So, this is all leading to the fact that Tucker Carlson was fired on Monday. We've got some additional developments that have occurred since we talked about it on Tuesday. The first one, I think one of the most major aspects of all of this is this, uh, Yeah. It needs a theme song. You know, look out, Tucker Carlson lost his
4: job, at, you know, something. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, we've got that. That's the best. <laughs> That's the best I can do with that. But according Thanks. to a report by the New York Times on Wednesday, private messages sent by Tucker Carlson were worse than anything that had been previously disclosed in unsealed filings by Dominion. Wow. We don't know exactly what's behind the redactions. But I think what is one of the things I guess he was referring to Fox someone in Fox management as the C word Apparently Tucker Carlson loves to blurt the C word. We're talking about the word that I bleep on the show. That's It's the naughty, naughty word. It's the synonym for vagina, C word, is what we're talking about here. So, I don't
1: know what you're talking about, Bob. I've never said that word, ever.
2: <laughs> I know, it even came up on the Stephanie Miller show Wednesday morning about how I bleep the C word and then the TW word, which is also a synonym for the C word, which is a synonym for vagina. I think we're all clear about these words. According to the Wall Street Journal, they report several weeks ago as Fox News lawyers prepared for a courtroom showdown with Dominion voting systems. They presented Tucker Carlson with what they thought was good news. They had persuaded the court to redact from a legal filing the time he called a senior Fox News executive the C word, according to people familiar with the matter. Mr. Carlson, Fox News' most watched primetime host, wasn't impressed. He told his colleagues that he wanted the world to know what he had said about the executive in a private message. So they were going to save him, yep. and he was like, no, don't save me. Make sure the world knows that I think that this Fox News executive is a C-word. Mr. Carlson said, uh, oh, Mr. Car- when I say- whenever I see that, I think of WKRP. Mr. Carlson, big guy Carlson, <laughs> said comments he made about former President Donald Trump, I hate him passionately, uh, that were in the court documents were said during a momentary spasm of anger while his dislike of this executive was deep and enduring. So I guess he really meant it about whoever this Fox News executive was. Could he have well, been I mean, talk- these
4: guys hate women worse than yes. anything. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that is their number one, uh, like, enemy because, I mean, because women laugh at their sad little sardine dicks, but exactly. I mean- uh, <laughs> That is a
2: disgusting mental image.
4: Thank you very much. But that's, I mean, you can look at Tucker Carlson and see that he is, aside from his trust fund, pitifully endowed. Uh I mean, come on. Look at his little... (laughs) <laughs> oblong rutabaga of a face and I he, Just
5: keep going, keep he going. Just, keep going.
1: <laughs> he,
2: go, David, you tell go, David.
4: That it's, like, under four inches, probably three, maybe two, and, like, <laughs> his, like, record, like, between, like, beginning to thrust and orgasm is probably uh, 70 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I was just... I mean, you know that, like... I mean, this this, like burning hatred inside these men for women, especially strong women. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's, and, it, and having to take orders from a woman executive, you know that just, like, tapped his little, like, little Lord Fauntleroy short pants wearing, bow tie, butt.
2: He seems very Washingtonian, Bethesda, Maryland-ish to me, with the docksiders and the, the khaki shorts and the the deck barbecues with all of the cocktail party circuit people, uh, Peggy Noonan there and so on.
4: I was just looking at, I don't think he had any friends. Yeah. I mean, he, he, he just gives that vibe to me. He's like Trump. He doesn't connect yeah. with people. Yeah. He wants them in a hierarchy. You know, he wants to either know that they're above him and he has to kowtow or he wants to stomp on their faces. Right. And so I imagine his barbecues are basically his poor reluctant children, Buckley and (laughs) what are their names Buckley (laughs) like yeah I I just I imagine him like in his house out there in Maine just like fuming always furious angry his poor wife has probably starved herself down like the woman that's married to DeSantis Looks like, looks. Somebody put her in a Snow White costume that's two sizes too big. She always just looks. Oh, bless her heart. Yeah, isn't uh, 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 yeah.
2: t- one of Tucker's kids named Melon Scafe Carlson? I thought that was one of his kids. I'm not sure. He was <laughs> like, <laughs> it's,
4: it's Johnny Cougar Carlson. <laughs> <laughs>
2: So the Wall Street Journal also says some higher ups within Fox felt that Carlson trafficked in thinly veiled racism on his show. Wait, now I gotta take issue with thinly, thinly veiled. Yeah. <laughs> there was nothing veiled <laughs> at all. Thinly veiled about any of that crap. I mean, he didn't blurt the N-word at all. Is exactly. that would that have not been thinly veiled? That's the dividing line between racism and thinly veiled racism. Blurting the N-word. He didn't do that. But my God, between replacement theory and the white supremacist tropes throughout the course of the run of that show, I mean, it was every show. It was like wall to wall white supremacy. Tucker Carlson telling his audience. No, Even the
4: white supremacist. Get their talking points from Tucker Carlson. Yeah. They dredge them up off of 8chan or wherever. Yeah. And yeah. like mainstream them and inject them into the information sphere. And that's he that's the thing that separated him from Bill O'Reilly, actually. Yeah. Was that I mean Bill O'Reilly definitely had the retirement home demographic down, but he, like Tucker bridges the gap between twenty-year-old incels memeing on the internet. And 72-year-old white supremacist waiting for a 16-year-old kid to come along and ring the wrong doorbell.
2: I'm glad you brought that up because I've been thinking about that. My initial reaction was, just looking back on it, that Tucker Carlson was not as bad as Bill O'Reilly. And now that I'm thinking more and more about comparing the two of them or contrasting them, I think Tucker Carlson was far worse because he was doing some kind of psycho warfare on his audience where it wasn't like he was attacking I'm not saying he was attacking them, but he was doing this psychological manipulation of them where he kept saying things like, You know this to be true. You believe this because it's true. And he would do this kind of like worming into their psyche by confirming all of their biases in this way that, you know that, that's true. It's an immutable value of the universe. Or whatever nonsense that he said. He he always makes, because he has yeah. this background of being sort of, you know, the pre-Fox News Tucker Carlson was sort of this, quote-unquote intellectual conservative. Like, he was yeah. the guy who he would, was painting
4: uh, himself yeah. as a successor to William F. Buckley. That exactly. Was his, exactly. Like, I mean, that yep. was his—he mm-hmm. yep. wanted to be— But, you know, I always felt like William F. Buckley, I mean, he knew some good vocabulary words, mm-hmm. but the veneer of intellectualism— was like the sugar on the top of a creme brûlée, like he just <laughs> yeah. poke right through it like because I, I remember like he gore vidal remember when he they had their debate and gore vidal's like mm. called him a crypto fascist oh, yeah. and then of course immediately buckley's like shut your face f-. and i'm like well there goes the intellectual right you know we're right back to the you know playground in third grade
2: because of that intellectual conservative background when Tucker would speak, it would come from a place of more gravitas and i'm I'm saying this from the perspective of his Rube audience. I'm not saying that any of us looking in would have necessarily recognized this other than as a strategy used to manipulate his viewers. You know you have to put that up against bill o'reilly's populism you know there that story he told about that restaurant in Harlem about the M.F. Oh and iced God. tea and oh my God, he, he used to. Use black t- people were using silverware. Oh my God, oh, who knew? Yeah, yeah. Plus now we've got news of this secret opposition file on Tucker Carlson. I, I don't know.
4: <laughs> <laughs> mm, that just like I mean my mouth literally starts to water. It's just like yeah, oh yeah. indeed.
2: Fox News executives, according to Rolling Stone, have in their possession a dossier of alleged dirt on Tucker Carlson. Should he attack the network in the wake of his departure? Oh, yeah, they do. Eight sources. When Fox announced Carlson's departure on Monday, the network presented the separation as amicable. But according to one former on-air Fox personality, oh, good, I wonder who this is. Let the speculation begin. But according to one former on-air Fox personality, the anchor and some of the channel's top executives are parting ways on the worst and messiest possible terms. Indeed, in private communications released last month as part of the Dominion Fox lawsuit, the now-fired Fox host gossiped that one exec hates us, claiming she was covertly working against him and other hosts. Would that be a- Abby Grossberg? I think it's probably no, Abby No, Grossberg. she's not
4: an executive. She was his employee. She was a, a producer on his show. She
2: was his well, producer,
1: but she okay, was well, a producer. Fox, yeah. yeah,
2: but a producer is still an executive, isn't it?
1: Absolutely.
4: No, I think when we're talking about executives, we're talking about the vice presidents and the people with offices that are in the C-suite.
2: TV Jody? What do you yeah, think? TV
1: Jody is kind of going... Yeah. If you're a producer, you're kind of high up there. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you're not you're not you're not Rupert level or Lachlan level, but you're you're in control of a lot of stuff.
4: Yeah, let's yeah, see. Yeah, and radio producers are range everywhere from like executive producers to uh, like you know people who run and get coffee and connect wires and things.
1: Yeah, so, like, that's not what I would call a producer. Yeah, I'm in the producers guild, which still has yet to be an actual union, but we're trying.
2: Oh, you know what? By the way, holy shit, I can't believe we're going to take a, a slight diversion right now to go. <laughs> Happy birthday to Carol Burnett. Holy Happy shit. Happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday, Jody's yeah. mom. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, as I said on Instagram yesterday, Jody, your mom was the first grown up I ever saw on television acting silly. <laughs> uh, for a little kid who, you know, was only watching like cartoons for comedy. Watching your mom's show, I was like, it was revelatory. I was like, you mean grown-ups can do that on stage, on television? For a living. For a living. I'm going to have to do that. I'm going to have to do something similar now.
0: And that's...
1: You know, most parents, when you cross your eyes, they say, stop doing that. Yeah. Because it could stick. My (laughs) parents were like, no, keep doing that. You can make (laughs) a living. It'll be good on
4: camera, yeah.
2: (laughs) If I had my time-traveling DeLorean, I would go back in time and you know, maybe escape to Jody's house. (laughs) What I
4: remember is that my first TV memories, my first, like, you know, I was born in 68 and I remember the grownups fighting about Watergate. Yeah. And like, they couldn't watch the news together. Mm -hmm. Like there were so many like different, competing idea. I mean, my mom was, of course, like a hippie, you know, not a hippie, but she was definitely. And my dad was in the Air Force and was very conservative and, you know, was like, support the president. And, like, it was just bedlam when Mm -hmm. the news would come on. Yeah. But Carol Burnett... Everybody came in and sat down and laughed together.
2: Yes. Yes. Same here. And
4: it was funny to all of us. Funny to the kids. Funny to the grownups. Funny to the grandparents. Yep. Like, it just reached across everything and brought everyone together, and there's not enough of that in this world.
2: That was the genius of it. Like, a lot of sketch comedy up to that point had been very specific, like, targeting a certain kind of demographic. Even Laugh-In was kind of geared more toward was, younger yeah. people, right? Sisters. Yeah. Well,
1: and that's why the Smothers Brothers got canceled.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Exactly right, but Carol Burnett had that cross-demographic appeal And you're exactly right, David. It was one of those things where not only was it a grown-up acting silly, but I was laughing at something on television that my parents were also laughing at, which was something that also had never really happened up to that point. You know, I don't remember my parents coming down and laughing at Bugs Bunny with us, but when it came to Carol Burnett, it was like, yes, this is something we can all agree on, and it became just appointment viewing, uh, you know, in the Loved
4: Mama's family, and a bunch of Southerners to say that they love you pretending to be a Southerner. Yeah. Yeah. That takes a lot.
2: Well, those- and it's funny
1: because those sketches, they were originally just called the family sketches. And yeah. the first one was with Roddy McDowell mm-hmm. and he didn't have the accent because Roddy, <laughs> um, but Roddy, he originally mom was supposed to play mama mm-hmm. and Vicky was supposed to play Eunice, but mom identified more with Eunice than mama. Yeah. And then <laughs> When mom did the accent, uh, the two writers of that sketch went, no. And everybody's like, we're going to lose the South. And she's like, no, we're not. Yeah. Um, and then Vicky played Mama. It, she was like a child when she played Mama. Uh-huh. And, um, uh, and when they did the Southern accents, that's when it took hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, I don't know if you all ever saw. Y'all, see, now I'm getting all Southern <laughs> on you. Um, if you ever saw the movie of the week called Eunice,
2: Uh
1: um, it was a two hours. It was shot on tape, not on film in front of an audience and mama died.
2: Oh my God.
1: And so we brought her back to life for mama's family. She was resurrected. (laughs) Um, but, and, and, and Ken (laughs) Barry played Philip instead of Roddy McDowell. So there's all sorts of, you know, recasting going on, but, um, uh, no, if you ever if you find it on the YouTube's, I think it's there. It's about two hours long, mm-hmm. and it's some brilliant uh, television. It's two. It's comedy, yeah. mind you. But Mama dies, and Eunice goes nuts.
2: I, I remember uh, you talking about this before, Jody, and I still haven't watched that. And now I'm like absolutely intrigued. That sounds like I'll try
1: to find the link for you guys because it's good. it's it's really it's funny. Um, Mark Cherry, who created Desperate Housewives, he's like, I love Eunice. We should make it a play. Yeah. Like a two hour Ooh. play. And I'm like, mm-hmm. mm. and Mark is the kind of guy that can write it. Because um, that, he has it. He's got the videotape. He's like worn that out. I hope he's digitized it by now. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Mark is like, no, I want to write that play. And I'm still trying to, you know, work that out <laughs> with the powers that be to get it. A stage play would be brilliant. And, you know, it doesn't have to be that those characters, but that play, if you take out the Eunice and Mama part, it's just. <laughs> a testament to that family yeah. and to who they were to, the special Eunice and Mama, who they were to each other, how much they loved and hated each other at the same time. Um, just, it's a brilliantly written piece of television that, that hasn't been aired. That contains
4: worlds. Again. <laughs> it <laughs> does. It's just,
1: it's it's fantastic. And So, um, but
4: like, do you ever feel like, do you ever wish your mom wasn't a cultural institution? Like, is there a time you're like, I just wish mom and I could go grab lunch anonymously oh, at some Oh, yeah, meeting?
2: yeah.
4: Well, alive. we,
1: you know, I mean, um, okay, <laughs> we went to.
4: Again, <laughs> <You> everybody.
1: <laughs> we went to lunch years ago. Gosh, uh, God, twenty five, maybe, uh-huh. maybe longer years ago, at a mall in Century City. It was a she lived near there at the time, so she's like, "Meet me at the apartment, and we'll walk over to the mall and have some lunch." So, went and had lunch. And we went to the ladies' room and, you know, used the facilities and we're washing our hands. And this woman goes, you look a lot like Carol Burnett. She goes, yeah, I get that all the time.
2: <laughs> yeah, that makes sense.
4: That's what Courtney Love did when I was hanging out with People were like, you look like Courtney Love. And she'd be like, yeah, I get that a lot. And I'm like...
1: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, she- I've I've gotten you know I get uh, uh, Juliet Lewis all the time, but one time I got Molly Ringwald. I go because of my hair, because <laughs> I don't look like Molly.
2: Yeah, that's that's kind of a, a thing. If you've got red hair, they immediately, even if you don't look <laughs> like the person. Well, they, uh, let, let me see. Let me see if I can remember someone who's got red hair. Oh, Molly Ringwald. Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Um, I but- got yelled at that on uh, standing online to see some friends on mine play, and I'm like, uh, I don't get it uh Juliet Lewis I get cuz her sister actually did triple takes to me so trust me I look like Juliet Lewis I get that one but the and Linda Blair when I was younger those are the two I get but Molly no that's just cuz
2: you could turn your head all the way around <laughs>
1: well there's that and I can puke bile on demand so <laughs>
2: <laughs> also fun and here's the sound of that see oh my
1: god <laughs> see bob has it on tape I do <laughs>
2: So what I'm curious about is whether those family sketches hold up with Southerners today because they're much more sensitive these days with the oh, MAGA are. movement and Trump and the divisive nature of our, our politics and the culture wars and all that. The
4: accents are too good. We can, they can are. You really tell when somebody is faking a Southern accent. I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. have as keen a bullshit detector with that one, but like, I couldn't watch, what was the name of that fucking show with Suki Stackhouse and all the vampires? True uh, Blood. Yeah. The yeah. Southern accents on that made me want to just jab ice picks into my eardrum they were so
2: bad. Well, it's like not so much about are, that. It's more about the illustrating that kind of culture. Uh, see, that would, the accents they would find are insulting. on.
4: You, they, you know that they know you. It's yeah. weird. It's hard to explain, but it's like the, the accent is the beginning and the, it's like the alpha and the omega of this because it feels genuine and real, and we all know those people.
2: Yeah, And
1: that's the thing. that Those sketches were not political. It right, was, right, right. It was familial and... and the, the, the tension between Mama and Eunice and how much Eunice wanted to get out of that fucking family. <laughs> um, yeah. So much so she went on the gong show. I mean, it was... Uh,
2: I remember that. What is she saying? Feelings? She sang that. She, fe-
1: feelings! Whoa, whoa, whoa! Um, <laughs> And it, she was, I'm leaving, Mama. I'm going to stay in Los Angeles. I'm getting my start, you know. And and God bless Chuck Barris doing the whole thing. Um, uh, <laughs> it was just, she just wanted out of there because these people were rotten. Yeah, yeah. And poor Uni was always put down. Every time she had an opportunity... To do something better, <laughs> she was brought back. It was like the, you know, The Godfather. When I, I try to leave, they just bring me back. It was like that, hmm. and she just could never get out of Raytown. And it's it's a sad. It's you're, a very it's as funny as it was. it's sad. down
4: into like Kafka now. Like it it's, is. It <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> it's no, Shakespearean. I mean,
1: the original the original sketches written by Dick Claire and Jenna McMahon are just read them like get this i'm sure there's this transcript somewhere of these just read them and you go oh my god these are horrible people yeah but they, they played it for if you play it straight it's really sad
4: yeah it, it's god, i wonder uh, if anyone's ever done who's afraid of virginia wolf for laughs, try <laughs> with it. southern accents
2: yeah it's an incredible thing because they're all assholes I mean, everyone's being an asshole to everyone else. And then there's a level of empathy that you kind of have for Mm -hmm. Eunice a little bit because everyone's always shitting on her. She Mm -hmm. ends up being like she dishes it out. But when it comes to the harshest cuts, the harshest cuts in those sketches are against Eunice. More Absolutely. more than I mean, anyone else. Sh- it, you it, it got link sad. in your dinghy.
1: Mama. That's a new one. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: you, you
1: got sprinters in something. the windmills of your mind. <laughs>
2: uh. All right. Well, ha- happy birthday once again to your mom, ninety Yay. years old. Yes. Applause. Yes, and I certainly she got that. The,
1: she got ninety white roses from Kelly Rippa.
2: Wow.
4: Nice.
1: Um. She got ninety balloons from another friend. It's like, where do I put those? Um. And she I, when I called her yesterday, I was like, I'm sure you're getting a lot of phone calls.
2: I can't even imagine.
1: And <laughs> yeah. she's like, yeah, emails, texts, phone calls, and, and flowers. I said, there's some flowers coming from Lonnie and me, but, you know, they're not going to be like Kelly Rippa flowers. Um, <laughs> and she's like, you didn't have to do that. And I'm like, well, no, we did. <laughs>
4: But, I mean, she's birthday. so unique in that, like, I mean, it's like her and Dolly Parton are, like, floating above the Hollywood fray. It's like she yeah. made it and, like, no one in, in, in the National Enquirer tried to drag mm-hmm. her down. Mm-hmm. And she fucking trounced them. Like, you know, I mean, Zeus from Olympus. Like, here's a lightning bolt, bitches. I mean, it's just, like, she's amazing.
2: And the birthday special is airing again on Sunday night. I think it's on, what, what network is it? NBC? NBC, NBC. which is, yeah.
1: we won't talk about the other network. Um, <laughs> and um, it's also on Peacock. Yes. Streaming now. And with the Peacock version, there's extra stuff that, like, mm. outtakes. Um, and not that they did a whole, like, there was a, a bit with Darren Chris, who was an amazing singer, uh-huh. Um and they had to do a pickup, but it was one pickup in front of the audience. That's it. So, I mean, basically it was shot live. Yeah. Um, and there were a couple of things that I was like, oh, they didn't do that. Oh, that's not there. So it might be on the Peacock version. So I believe the NBC one was two hours last night. And I believe there's an extra half an hour on the Peacock version because you can swear and, you know.
4: You it. know though, if they were going to roast your mom, there's nothing to get her on. Like, there's never been, like, arrests, DUIs, multiple, you know, like, short lived marriages. I mean, like, she really, like, worked Sc- her ass off. Scandal free,
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: But, like, I mean, that is, I mean, so rare because it's like Tucker Carlson to bring us whipping back around. Like, he got to where he thought he was bigger than the network. Yeah. It's the problem. I think the whole problem here is the same thing that happened to Glenn Beck. Mm-hmm. Where they yep. both were like, their heads got so full of their own fumes that they started to think that they could walk on water. And, you know, Rupert Midoc is not having that on his pirate ship. No, and- he's
1: not. He's he's concerned about the Grossberg lawsuit. I think that's yeah. the main concern um, because that's what killed O'Reilly.
2: Yeah. Right. The question is now who replaces Tucker Carlson? Who do they pop Jesse into waters. that slot? It doesn't even, yeah. You know what? God damn it. If it ends up being Jesse Waters, holy shit, that may be worse than he's Tucker. Look at that
4: twerpy vibe, though. Like, I mean, yeah, but just- people
1: like him, um, and uh, that's that would be if I were an evil empire owner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I would elevate Jesse Waters.
2: Yeah, you know what? That makes know, so he's much. Just sense. So dumb. It makes so much sense, though. He's got that punch me face, that shit eating grin. Yep. Um, yep. And And people like him. And much like Tucker Carlson, he is an empty suit into which you can fill with all kinds of white supremacy and replacement theory Mm -hmm. and misogyny and anti-democratic propaganda Mm -hmm. and pro-Putin propaganda I I
4: think it's going to be Marjorie Three Toes. I think she's going to – she's realizing that she can't shoot her mouth off like she wants to on Capitol Hill. She keeps getting shut down in committee. Yeah. And I think she's going to decide that all these rules are just
2: too confining for her. And, I don't know. I don't know. I I could, don't know. Be, I She's be- not really good on television. She's okay She's at awful. dropping little bombs on Twitter or in these committee hearings, but I don't think she can carry a, an hour-long show. I mean, certainly they can media train her, and I guess that would be a possibility, but it seems like they would have someone that's more prefab that would fit into that slot <laughs> without having to go through. He said
4: they can media train her. I immediately pictured someone with like a box of milk bones and a chair. <laughs> you know,
2: like- or like a chair and a whip. Um, Maybe something like that.
4: Some some fresh green
2: apples. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh
2: Well, you know, there is something like that where you can go to these seminars and learn how to be in one of those boxes on cable news where they lay it all out in terms of how to communicate on those things. But anyway, so uh, Tucker posted a video message in which he disagrees with the entire (laughs) premise of his former Fox News show. We're going to talk about that and play that audio here in just a second, plus a few more uh, things on Tucker before we wrap up that portion of the show. And then uh, I want to talk about Ted Cruz and Maria Bartiromo discussing overturning the 2020 election by forming an election commission. NBC News has exclusive audio of a conversation between these two in which they're talking about a way to get the results of the 2020 election thrown out by putting together some sort of kangaroo commission. Uh, Meantime, uh, we're also going to get into this uh, issue in the Montana House where trans lawmaker Zoe Zephyr. was silenced by Republicans. Not a shocking news story insofar as the Republicans acted this way, but still a shocking news story, if that makes any sense. Plus, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, debt ceiling bill passed by the House and a whole lot more. But first, got to talk about our brand new Patreon subscribers on our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. Let's see. Welcome to the Patreon page, Keith McKeon. Steve Nadrowski, I'm going to botch some of these names, please forgive me, Timothy Dunn, Patrick Humphreys, Greg Covell, uh, let's see, Francine McCassie, Jerry Yeasel, Anastasia B, uh, Lagerston Irene, Boats G, I guess that's someone's name or nickname, Dennis Cedars. (laughs) By the way, uh, speaking of Nick Letzko, Dan Bongino was also fired. Uh, I think we had that last week. We talked about
1: that last Thursday, yeah.
2: So- if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Suska Show on Apple Podcasts, et cetera, you're only hearing the first hour of the show. There's an extra 20 minutes that happen after the end credits on every Tuesday and Thursday show. We're talking about the Shatter Docket podcast at patreon.com slash show or simply bobseska show.com. It's a completely unfiltered commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. per month is what we're talking about. And for that $5, you're going to get the two Shadow Docket shows every week. You're going to get access to the comments under each episode. Plus, you can post your own things in the community tab and uh, access to the Patreon app, which was one of the best ways to listen to the show. So don't miss out. That's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you in advance.
5: CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You
1: should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax-certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't
5: settle. Find love at first drive. And start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax. The way car buying should be.
1: Delve into the shadows of the mind with sleeping dogs. A gripping murder mystery. Bob Seska.
2: This is
4: a total Bond theme.
2: Yeah, <laughs> you know, <like> <laughs>
3: yeah it is. Yeah. Rain's on the
2: yeah, this is Antiquity. Bond. Yeah, James Brent. Bond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right about that. This is a song called Whiskey Mouths. That's the name of the track. Uh, again, the band, uh, the project is Antiquity. One of our favorites here. I've got a link in the description to support antiquity. Just go to bobseska.com, find this episode dated 42723. Click on that so link, good. scroll down, and you got all the links for the independent music on today's show. Got it? Do it now, add it to your record collection because it's great. You can yeah. almost
4: put the the, dun, 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 the Bond strings on this and it would totally <laughs> yeah, work. I know. It's so good. I love this. It, it is, I'm it's exceptional stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, listen to that.
5: Yeah.
2: So great. Yeah, bobsescacom slash music to submit your work to the show. Thank you for doing that. All right. Where do we leave off here? Tucker Carlson. Um Fox News ratings have collapsed after Tucker's Shocker. firing. <laughs> Plus, good. its stock price like collapsed too. Good, I, good. I don't know I if enjoy. it's recovered yet, but it did. It, it dropped significantly. Uh I mean, I think either millions or billions in value lost. <laughs> I, it'll flux.
4: bounce back up just like Tucker's weight.
2: Sure, sure.
4: You know, have I mean, you noticed that he seems to like his like the f- change the shape of his face changes according to like where his weight is. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he looks like Bobby Hill from King of the Hill and then other times he looks more like a freshly harvested turnip. Yeah. You <laughs> know, like
2: Yeah, I I certainly hit a nerve when I posted a video about this on uh, Instagram and Twitter um, Monday night. And I know this because Red Hats just emerging like cockroaches from under the baseboards (laughs) to scream at me about my Superman T-shirt, which is a great comeback, by the way. If I'm making like, I don't know, two dozen points about how awful Tucker is, and your response is to make fun of my Superman T-shirt. <laughs> you lose. You lose, you lose, you lose. Loser.
1: Oh, my gosh. <laughs>
4: And you're probably, I mean, I'm sure if we could like get pictures of them in Superman t-shirts, you look a lot more like Henry Cavillish than they do <laughs> in their Superman t-shirt. I mean, I would actually plausibly believe that you would have a bulletproof cape.
2: So. I win, I win, I win. Um, so Tucker posted a video message yesterday in which he disagrees with the whole premise of the show that he hosted for however many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's play this audio a little bit because yeah, he's talking about, First of all, for some reason, I feel like Tucker is starting to morph into Glenn Greenwald. Glenn's been on that show a bunch of times, as we all know. And it feels like Tucker is kind of adopting some of Glenn Greenwald's manner of speaking. I don't know why. Maybe I'm just hearing things, but that's what it sounds like. Here's probably share a dealer. (laughs) Here's Tucker's message from inside what looks to be a sauna. It looked like he was in some sort of yeah. cedar-lined box.
4: That would box. explain the pink face, because he's, he's definitely <laughs> like an eight on the turnip scale today. Like,
0: <laughs> well, here we go. Notice When you take a little time off, is how unbelievably stupid most of the debates you see on television are. They're completely irrelevant. They mean nothing. In five years, we won't even remember that we had them. Trust me, as someone who's participated. And yet at the same time, and this is the amazing thing,
2: so, so he's participated in debates that no one's going to remember. And he's saying this now, after he gets off his show.
0: <laughs> yeah, everybody
4: remembers when Jon Stewart handed you your ass, right?
2: <laughs> yes. Classic, classic Tucker Carlson moment. In fact, that show, Crossfire... Uh, was canceled shortly after. No, I mean,
4: it's just like that was a lethal wound. He, he fired a shot straight into their bow like a cannonball, and yeah. down they went. I mean, because I watched it live, and I was like, how is Tucker Carlson even going to, like, <laughs> Recovered from this And yeah. sure enough The show was gone in a month
2: Yeah It was a nuclear explosion In the midst of Blogosphere 1.0 I mean we all Talked about that For weeks and weeks and weeks Because it was exactly What we all felt Needed to be said Jon Stewart had the balls To go on Crossfire And say Tucker Paul Begala This show sucks and you're hurting America. Stop, Mm -hmm. stop doing this. It was an amazing thing at the time. Let's continue with this uh, Tucker Carlson, I don't know, farewell video.
0: Undeniably big topics, the ones that will define our future, get virtually no discussion at all. War, civil liberties, emerging science, demographic change, corporate power, natural resources.
2: So he had a show for how many years? And Wait, just that's now what he's saying everybody that,
0: else talks about
4: all the time. Yeah, civil liberties, like the future, climate change. Hello, Tucker.
2: Well, so he's talking about his own network. I don't know. He's talking to low-information voters. <laughs> is who he's talking. That's who he always talks to. Right. Like he's he's doing some form of gaslighting against his own fans. Like what you're seeing is not really there. You know right. that to be true. It's invisible. Yeah. In fact, the information you're hearing emerged in our dimension through a membrane that we can't even see. But it's there, so we know that it's true. That's the kind of... Bo- and then they're like... <laughs> there- there's, there's, there's going on you going you Yeah, yeah. And that was kind of like you the want- response of the Fox News audience when Tucker speaks. But he's got that... I don't know, he's got that thing that makes them believe that he knows what he's talking about. It's this weird artificial gravitas that uh, I, I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. These are stupid
4: <laughs> <laughs> I just, you no, know, I'm thinking about artificial gravity and science fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, they have an artificial gravitas machine at <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, the,
4: they turn on and the whole thing begins to rotate, you know? Like, right, you
2: know. right. Okay, let me see. I, I think I lost my spot here in this audio. Let me see if I can find it back. Here.
0: About any of those issues. It's been a long time. Debates like that are not permitted in American media. Both political parties and their donors have reached consensus on what benefits them, and they actively collude to shut down any conversation about it. Suddenly, the United States looks very much like a one-party state.
2: This is where he gets to be like Glenn Greenwald. Can you hear what I'm talking about at this point? It's both parties. Everyone's doing it. And it's bad. And what are you going to do? Well, what you believe is the truth. So, therefore, and it's just- uh, I'm trying to figure out where he's positioning
4: himself in relation the I mean, like, I'd like to hear a little more, please. He's
2: positioning himself in Glenn Greenwald's compound in Brazil with monkeys and right. dogs. Yes. That's where he is with this. He's and taking that- 19
4: year old hustlers.
2: Yes. He's-, he's He's taking that both sides are wrong, so therefore I'm the only one who's right. Kind of posture. Uh, That's what, he's
4: like it's a one-party system. It's me and them. <laughs>
0: like, I, like, where are we go ahead? Yeah, yeah. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them. Hardly anyone's life is not it- See, now
2: that's bullshit. Nobody actually believes what? What's he talking about? No- Our current modern-day orthodoxies, Bob. Nobody. Which I
4: guess if you ask him would be PC, women's rights, and, you know, anything that isn't about jacking off to
0: schoolgirl porn. I don't know, you L- know. Let
2: me just go back a little bit here, because I want to know what he's talking about with regards to how nobody believes the orthodoxies. The
0: United States looks very much like a one-party state. That's a depressing realization, but it's not permanent. Our current orthodoxies won't last. They're brain dead. Nobody actually believes them.
2: Okay, so our current orthodoxies, is that the left-right paradigm? Is that the idea that Democrats believe in this and Republicans believe in that? These orthodoxies, no one believes in those things? That, that's absolutely not true. It really true.
4: sounds to me like he's just done his first big
2: bong rip and he's just like, <laughs> that's what everyone's saying it's like a like tucker carlson's having some sort of fever dream or maybe it's the sauna that he's in maybe it's just too fucking hot in there or something i don't know the
0: bow tie was a bit much for that environment
2: (laughs) the bow tie is strangling (laughs) him and cutting off the blood supply to his brain maybe i don't know
0: hardly anyone's life is improved by them this moment is too inherently ridiculous to continue and so it won't
2: and so it won't like, that's just it. This, this moment. Well, I want to know, like,
4: where's the Venn diagram of his, this moment for him? Like, does this include everything that he just got kicked out of? Like the orthodoxy of Fox News or like, I mean.
2: Is he talking about our constitutional republic? What's
4: he fucking yeah, do-
1: I, I. At
4: the I, end, I, does he go, and you're not my real dad and run up to his <laughs> room and slam
2: the door? <laughs> I don't get any of this. The people in charge. Nothing know. makes
1: sense, Bob. It, Everything is all fucked up.
2: Yes, it's God. It's some sort of weird. I, I keep going back to psychological warfare. He's just yeah. fucking with people's heads.
0: Yes, that's why they're hysterical and aggressive. They're afraid. Huh? They've given up persuasion. They're resorting to force. Who? But it
2: won't. Democrats Ooh. are resorting to force. Trans Ooh. people. What is he? What for- is he
1: talking about?
2: It's just. It's like someone cut together separate sentences oh my God,
4: he, it's an AI this is like that Republican yes. ad against Biden where they just generate it's like an AI tomorrow we'll find out this was an AI deep fake probably
2: yes the, the different orthodoxies in this country are true except when they're false and you right. know that that's the yeah. truth false yeah. things are also true, true. when it comes that's to aggressive behavior they're killing people it's just like he's now. Take com-
4: your feet of Barb and eat your Jello, and we're all going to meet up with the comet.
2: It's like AI by way of a refrigerator magnet kind of situation, just like forming words and sentences that don't belong together.
0: When honest people say what's true, calmly and without embarrassment, they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to I,
2: I, you know I don't want to hear Tucker Carlson lecturing anyone about yeah. telling the truth. No shit.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Since he's been talking out of all four sides of his neck.
2: Well, yeah. and that
1: was his defense for one of the lawsuits, is nobody can believe me.
2: Exactly. Well, and the fact that he's just so duplicitous. Yeah, He just, he routinely lies about what he thinks about Donald Trump. We know that, we know that's true.
4: See, I feel like you could take this video so far and be like, Tucker Carlson lashes out at conservatives. And you could equally say, Tucker Carlson lashes out at liberals. And you would, because nothing, everything he's stated stated so far has been so anodyne and nonspecific that it's just like he could just as easily be talking about what flavors of gummy bears are better.
2: It's right. like he took every anonymous, no name, uh, multiple numbers at the end of their Twitter handle reply in your <laughs> in your Twitter replies and combined them all together to form something that sounds intellectual. But when you actually break it down, it's just some sort of tepid bullshit that doesn't make any sense.
0: When honest people say what's true calmly and without embarrassment they become powerful. At the same time, the liars who've been trying to silence them shrink and they become weaker.
2: Well, that makes sense because that's what's happened to Tucker. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a liar and he's shrunken. So there you go. Honey, I shrunk the liar.
0: That's the iron (laughs) law of the universe. True things prevail.
2: Uh, Now he's creating maxims. The iron law of the universe is true things prevail. And liars do not. That's why my show was canceled. Who is he talking to? I don't know, I don't know. Like I can't figure, I'm still
4: waiting for some kind of like, uh, I mean this could be, it's like I said, it's AI generated
0: boilerplate, but let let him go on.
2: Okay, we'll finish this up now. To
0: Silence them, shrink, and they become weaker. That's the iron law of the universe. True things prevail. Where can you still find Americans saying true things? There aren't many places left, but there are some, and that's enough. As long as you can hear the words, there is hope.
2: So that's, that's full con- confirmation bias is what that is. So it's like he's talking to his people and basically saying to them, that nonsense you're hearing on Newsmax, that's true. It's the ironclad law of the universe what it you still see
4: could be anything it I could know. be QAnon. it could be flatter yeah it could, you know like- yeah
2: just about anything so uh f you tucker carlson we're done <laughs> done talking about him today yes thank you very much Yep.
1: <laughs> oh my god exactly
2: yes so what, uh, what i said nbc <laughs> dropped this exclusive the other day uh, which was pretty groundbreaking regarding the 2020 election Uh, Ted Cruz was, I don't know what you would call it, colluding with Maria Bartiromo to uh, overturn the 2020 election by forming some kind of election commission. Let's listen to this clip from uh, Ari Melber's show where they lay this all out. Where is this? Do I got this thing?
3: Where he doesn't think it's going to get out. He's just talking to someone who he sees as an ally in this cause.
2: Okay, he's talking about Ted Cruz, talking to Maria Bartiromo.
3: Maria Bartiromo in advance about overthrowing the race with this fake commission and using the claims of fraud, which, remember, on tape, Ted Cruz said were not standing up in court. Who's deciding? Who gets inaugurated? It would be the results of that commission and what they find. And if they found credible evidence of fraud that undermines confidence in the electoral results in any given state, they would report on that. He admits it. You heard the question there. So who decides who gets inaugurated? That's what this is all about because you have a certified winner, you have all of the courts having passed up any potential challenge to that. So at that point it was president-elect Biden and Cruz answers that this fake made up so-called commission that he and his Trump buddies were planning to try to create to bureaucratize a coup. That's what they were trying to do. That was his answer. That's how they would steal the race.
2: Okay, just to be clear about what was said here, uh, let's see, among other things, Ted Cruz said, I think that the country deserves to have a credible assessment of these claims and what the evidence shows. I know the audio is really garbled, so that's why I'm repeating it here. And the mechanism to try to force that is denying certification on January 6th. So this is Ted Cruz involving himself in the conspiracy to overthrow the 2020 it's totally, election. It's
4: just, only Ted Cruz and that tiny bit of sound. Can you hear him jacking off to the sound of his own voice? <laughs> you know, <laughs> yes. he starts to go into senator speak. Well, depending on what the electoral and it's just like mm, mm, dry humping his own importance. It just ugh,
2: yeah, yeah. such a creep. Well, as far as that goes, as far as what David just said, this uh, quote from John Boehner still applies. Ted Cruz,
3: go fuck yourself.
2: Yeah. Ted Ted Cruz loves to fuck himself. That's for sure. Uh, He also said, we ought to have a serious, fair process and tribunal to consider these claims. We can do it in 10 days before the inauguration. He also said, it would be the results of the commission and what they find. And if they found credible evidence of fraud that undermines confidence in the electoral results in any given state, they would report that. This is an unprecedented thing. Who's going to
4: appoint this fucking commission, Ted?
2: Yeah, Ted Cruz is going to be the chair of the commission, is what will happen. And uh, obviously, this is just all a mechanism through which they can overturn the election. This would have been a kangaroo commission, for lack of a better term. It would have been set up exclusively to hand Donald Trump the presidency somehow. And I don't know how you constitutionally form something like this. I don't know how that passes constitutional muster. Right. Because we're also talking about a federalism issue. We're talking about the uh, dividing separation line between powers, separation of powers, the states conducting elections where the federal government doesn't, and then the federal government interfering in those. So there you go. Good work, NBC News. This huge story. Um, meantime, in Montana, we got another, um, another lawmaker, Democratic lawmaker, silenced by Republicans. Because when it comes down to it, Republicans are afraid of the truth. They're afraid of their people hearing what's really going on. Like, for example, here's just an example of what's really happening. There are zero instances of trans assaults in bathrooms. But yet, what was it? Kansas just passed a law yesterday banning uh, trans people in in bathrooms. Uh, What is it? A solution for a problem that doesn't exist. So, meantime, uh, Montana's House Speaker on Thursday refused to allow a transgender lawmaker to speak about bills on the House floor until she apologizes for saying lawmakers would have blood on their hands if they supported a bill to ban gender-affirming medical care for transgender youth. And you know what? She's exactly fucking right. Mm -hmm. There would be blood on their hands. Because what they're doing is they're forcing more suicides. They're forcing more trans people to get bullied.
1: Exactly.
2: It's like this ban on uh, trans athletes from participating in school sports. There are, I think in, once again, talking about Kansas, I think there are four trans athletes in all of Kansas. We're talking about a population of 2.9 million people statewide. There are four kids who are trans who... I think participate in sports. They may not even participate in sports, but yet the state government is passing a statewide law that is directed specifically at just four kids. You imagine being those four kids and the shit they're taking. No. Those
1: poor I can't kids. Imagine. I can't even their whole families, everybody. I mean, yeah, those poor kids. The kids
4: that are in the closet that are teetering on the edge of being able to own their identity and live in their truth are like, "Uh uh-uh, not now. Just the harm this does. But it's just – and it it takes up legislative hours that could be used to actually solve problems, which, of course, Republicans don't do. And it's like the two things Republicans – like are they hate discussions of any kind. Because that way information might get through and people might learn something and they only know how to react to things. They don't know how to plan ahead. They don't know how to be proactive. They only can, you know, and they don't know how to respond. They just explode and they're constantly like, well, that's what we call them reactionaries because that's all they do.
2: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So uh, Representative Zoe Zephyr, who was deliberately referred to using male pronouns by some conservative lawmakers demanding her censure, said she will not apologize, creating a standoff between the first term state lawmaker and Republican legislative leaders. Uh, Speaker Matt Reger Regier, maybe the last name, refused to acknowledge Zephyr on Thursday when she wanted to comment on a bill seeking to put a binary definition of male and female into state code. This is, Again, this is their own form of cancel culture is what the Republicans yes. are engaged in here. It is up to me to maintain decorum here on the House floor to protect the dignity and integrity and any representative that I don't feel can do that will not be recognized. Regier said on Thursday. Regier said the decision came after multiple discussions with other lawmakers and that previously there have been similar problems. Democrats objected to Regier's decision, but the House Rules Committee and the House upheld his decision on party-line votes. Hate-filled testimony has no place on the House floor, said uh, Republican Representative Caleb (laughs) Hinkle.
4: Jesus. I just, this is the thing. It's just like we tell the fucking truth, and they're like, you're so hateful and angry, and it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, You're the ones that are like, like directing lethal force at kids, basically.
2: I mean, no wonder Republican voters are dizzy and confused a lot of times because of the spin. I mean, this is some sort of insane level of spin. When there are bills targeting the LGBTQ community, I stand up to defend my community, Zephyr said, and I choose my words with clarity and precision, and I spoke to the real harms that these bills bring. There are statistical, mathematical... Uh, numbers here that we can look at that verify the fact that trans people are being bullied to death yep it's happening nationwide and republicans are making it worse that is as tucker carlson would say that is true that is the immutable truth of the universe and it is it is absolutely true Uh, you can just go to the cdc they've got numbers it's all there Regier also declined to recognize Zephyr Thursday when she rang in to speak about another bill which was unrelated to LGBTQ issues and seeks to reimburse hotels that provide shelter to victims of human trafficking. This is about pure and simple discrimination and bigotry. This is about performance art for the bigots who vote for these people. This is providing content for the Red Hat Entertainment Complex. Exactly. That's what the Republican Party is all about now. As long as they're continuously giving the Red Hats who run the podcasts and the websites and the AM talk radio shows all the fuel they need, then they remain in the news, their fundraising continues to climb, and that's all they want. Uh, They can gain more power. Can you imagine the
4: shitstorm, though, that if this was like Massachusetts... Yeah. and it was like one lone Republican lawmaker whose mic they took away, mm-hmm. and they kicked out on the street because they weren't observing decorum. They would just be like, "Oh, the butt hurt." It would just be like, oh, I be, "No one lets us talk," and yeah. it's just like. But as long as it's them, you know, bringing the boot down on the other person's face, they see no problem at all with that. They don't understand that it's, and this again is the ongoing problem with conservatives is they cannot ever seem to get outside themselves and ask, like, what if it was me? What if these were my circumstances? What if I was on the other side of this? How would I feel? What if Democrats had the majority? Would we, like, how would we feel if they, like, just turned off our mics and kicked us out of the room? Yeah.
2: Like, I just... Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, I could do that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if Democrats proposed a law that said if you're a gun owner... Uh you cannot you can no longer use public bathrooms cuz you might shoot someone in the head while you're in there. I mean it's kind of the same thing. You know what I mean? It's
4: it's Oh, more people have been hurt by guns left behind accidentally in bathrooms than by trans people, trust me on that.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's absolutely true. Uh let's take one last break here and when we come back we'll talk about this uh this debt ceiling bill that Kevin McCarthy passed in the house barely and uh, and plus, Alvin Bragg wants to shut Donald Trump up. That's great. That's great news. Uh, back with more show right after these words. Okay,
5: picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild
3: Down by the buses waiting Stood the easy boys Mack did a little bit above the law.
0: Growed up always sitting on some motorbike He rode
3: easy, that's for sure He never saw what there was to gain
2: yeah, this is uh, the great Dave Barrett and Dave his new project Ray called Ray Subred Lux. Ray and a brand new song he sent to me just a couple of days ago. This
3: uh, Everyday broke the rules. Every day yeah.
2: don't look back. Has a song called Easy Boys, oh, Name of the track. The just go to this episode, scroll on down, find the links to uh, hey! download this particular track. I think I think you can download it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, and now I'm beginning to second-guess myself because sometimes uh, David sends me uh, songs that they're still working on, like in-progress things. I, th- th- that's yeah, thing. you've got like, one right now. I know, I know. I've got one from the other d- I've got one from you. Um, and we're going to, what, roll that out next week? Is that when you're going to have that ready? I don't know. <laughs>
4: gonna, like, I mean, because I've, uh, I've got another singer I want to bring in on it. A, a it's good you know, good yeah, it's so, a good
2: song. It's a good song so far, yeah. It's really good.
4: Um, Yeah, it needs some work. It's still, it's on its legs, though. I think
2: you got the backing tracks locked in. I think those are good. Uh, You know, maybe just uh, some more production on the vocals as far as some more stuff. I want some guitar. I
4: want a guitar solo in that blank spot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That would be a good idea. Yeah, Yeah,
2: certainly. Okay, so uh, let's see what else here. The House Republicans passed a bill to cut federal spending and roll back Biden's top legislative accomplishments, shocking, in exchange for a one-year increase in the U.S. debt ceiling. The plan was approved 217 to 215 along party lines. I actually saw some Republicans. There were maybe, what, three or four Republicans who voted against it? Maybe for the wrong reasons. Probably yeah, they, they voted, voted against, against it
1: because it didn't go far enough.
2: Exactly right. It cuts federal spending by nearly 14% over a decade, repeals Biden's climate change tax credits. Oh, fuck you, Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. His student loan cancellation plan, that'd be dead, uh, imposes strict new work requirements for welfare recipients and expands mining and fossil fuel production, cuts the Veterans Affairs Department, by the way, too, rolls that spending back to 2022 levels, I think. Um, I want to go back to the student loan cancellation plan. Republicans already have a problem with young people. That's a fact. Yeah, this is
4: a nose fight. to uh, it's Cutting off your nose, it's spite your face kind of thing. And it's just yeah. all about cruelty. Yeah. And But it's not going to win them any new votes,
2: no. No, and that's the thing. What they're going to do in order to, uh, uh, I don't know, reduce the number of young people who are voting is to just simply disenfranchise them, make sure they can't vote. Yeah. Rather than reaching out and trying to win some of them over, which they can't do because then they would have to adjust their policy on guns and abortion and so on. They're not going to do that. So they're going to just disenfranchise young people. Or, you know, say fuck you by getting rid of their student loan cancellation. Uh, the Republicans limit, save, grow act of 2023, however, has no chance of passing the Senate. Of course, the white house, meanwhile, promised not to budge on negotiations over the debt limit saying Congress should raise the debt ceiling without conditions. I'm happy to meet with McCarthy, but not on whether or not the debt limit gets extended. Biden said that's not negotiable. So good. Stand your ground, Joe Biden, because they're trying to, uh, get away with something here. By using, by holding the debt ceiling hostage. We've never,
4: the Democrats have never done that, have they? Have they ever like refused no. to raise the debt? limit I mean, limit they've, to make they've a had issues. Point?
1: No, they've never held it hostage. Like the Republicans started it with Newt Gingrich in the '90s. Yeah. Um. And what I think should happen is, and it was advised to Bill Clinton, and it was advised to President Obama, that they just say F it. Yeah. And just keep paying the bills because of the Fourteenth Amendment.
2: Exactly, yeah. I mean, there would always been some level of minor brinksmanship with regard to Very the debt minor. ceiling. But yeah,
1: the Democrats basically go, yeah, we're not going to hold this shit hostage.
2: I'm sorry, we're brinkmanship. I always get corrected there on I that. Am. It's not brinksmanship, it's brinkmanship. So, no, brink- yeah. And that's always kind of been a thing, but never to this degree. Republicans turned it into a long-term political strategy yep. rather than a 12-hour, you know, game of chicken, so to speak. Yeah. So, uh, let's see what else here. Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg, yeah. He's asked, uh, I guess, Judge Mershon to ban Trump from speaking about the trial. Good. Obviously, we haven't heard a result for this. I don't think the judge has responded to this request. Uh, It's a 26-page motion. It was filed by Assistant DA Catherine McCaw. Uh, she noted Trump's history of trying to undermine the various criminal investigations against him in New York, Georgia, and Washington D.C. Uh, no word on that yet, but I, I'm wondering. Cause I, I tend to be a little bit and a little ambivalent about this because, on one hand, yeah, he's
4: so good shut, at hanging himself.
2: Yeah. yeah, shut your damn yapper, Donald. But at the same time, you know When, it, when he does start screaming on TROTH Central, he often self-incriminates. We know
4: that he's got all the self-control of, like, a weasel on an electric fence. I mean, he will not (laughs) be able to stop himself. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of sanctions come down if the judge... Is in favor of this.
2: Yeah. She writes here the defendant has a long history of discussing his legal matters publicly, including by targeting witnesses, jurors, investigators, prosecutors, and judges with harassing, embarrassing, and threatening statements on social media and in other public forums. And he's already done so on this particular case. He's threatened the uh, judge's family. He's threatened Alvin Bragg's family. I mean, it would seem like a no brainer. It wouldn't take much. But I mean, it is kind of. It's a, it's a big deal because what you're essentially saying is criminal defendant Donald Trump uh, doesn't have the same free speech rights as the rest of us. And the fact that he is a criminal defendant, he does lose some of those rights. I mean, that's a, an actual thing. That's not just about Donald Trump. It's about any criminal defendant you lose, you miss out on some of but your but when rights. you've
4: proven yourself i feel like to yeah. be a serial distorter and a serial like interferer yeah. in the in the in the justice process i feel like that it's warranted <clears throat>
2: Exactly. I'm just thinking in terms of how the judge is looking at this particular uh, filing, like because the judge has got to consider the free speech rights that Donald Trump would have, and so uh, I'm just trying to forecast where Judge Mershon's going to land on this, because I'm not 100% certain that he's going to go along with this request. He he may just initially, at least, give Donald Trump a little wiggle room, give him give him some leash, give him some extra rope. And uh, and see where that goes and then lay down the law maybe later on in the summer or something like that, because we're talking about a a long period of time between now and December in which Donald Trump can say all kinds of shit, mainly because now he's running for president, too. So uh, there's that. So uh, we'll see how this all plays out. And finally, I got to play this audio before we wrap up the show. Uh, South Korean president Yoon Suk-yeol sang Don McLean's American Pie with Joe Biden in uh, South Korea. I think it was at the White House. And... Uh, it was kind of cool. It was kind of cool to hear the president of South Korea singing the Don McLean classic. And no, he didn't do all what? Nine minutes of the song. 11 and a
4: half. That's a- what I was curious and about. And I was like, cause that would make a hilarious veep scene or <laughs> yes. like curb your enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, as he like launches into verse six and everyone's <laughs> like, Oh God, how long
2: is this going to go on? And he's like, but you know, like anyway, Oh, wait a hear this. this is not bad. This is not bad. As presidents go, as you know, an acapella,
4: I think. National it?
2: leaders, statesmen go. Not a bad version of the song. <laughs> wow.
1: A long, long time ago. Wow. I used to
3: how the
4: music used to make me smile. I love it. Oh, this is adorable. I love it. I that
3: I can make those people there. Happy for a while. Yeah. I think you made be sure. We pay for deliver. Bad news on the doorstep.
2: Yeah.
3: I couldn't have one more step. Yeah. I do yes. not remember if I tried
1: when I
2: Well the boundaries will go bright. Wow. Something yeah. touched me deep inside yeah. the day. That's lovely. That's just awesome.
4: The, 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 yeah. Uh, I mean, talk about global unity for a moment. No just kidding.
2: Like, yeah. I mean, the, can that you guy imagine? is never
4: going to have a problem getting pussy in the rest of his Ever. life. <laughs> back home in Korea. Like, they were like, you went all the way over there and you fucking sang him Don McClain back at them. Like, way to go, president. Yeah,
2: yeah. 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 That was a, a a big deal, I think. And I can't even imagine that happening while Donald Trump was president. No, he would have interrupted. Yeah, no, he, he wouldn't even allowed it. Because Donald Trump doesn't like anyone taking the spotlight away from him. Yes, very true. He would have talked over it, or he would have pushed him off the stage, or just done some kind of dick move, which, yeah, yeah. yeah there are numerous ways he could have engaged in some form of dick move, for sure. Uh, so, all right, uh, let's see what's coming up next on the Shatter Docket portion of the show on our Patreon page, show.com patreon.com slash bobsiskashow. Um, oh, yeah, Ron Johnson talking about climate change. We've got to talk about that. Eugene Carroll. And uh, just this amazing quote that I think is going to be the title of a chapter in history books. So we're going to talk about that, too. This, uh, this uh, E. Jean Carroll case is moving forward. Plus, I've got a tweet of the day. And it's uh, <laughs> it's a great metaphor for religion. No. i will have that for you, too. Plus, uh, I think maybe Jody and I'll talk a little bit about Picard season three. Eee! Because you just watched it, didn't you, Jody?
1: I just finished it. I actually signed on for Paramount Plus because my code for the producer's
2: guild only gave me
1: seven episodes. How dare
2: they. Oh, that's weird.
1: I know, it's just give me two. Normally it's just two you're supposed to judge with. Yeah. But they gave me seven, I'm like, why not give me the whole season?
2: Yeah, well, it also misses the like the three best episodes. <laughs>
1: I, but I may see I have till May 2nd to cancel
2: <laughs> okay gotcha so I'm dying to hear what you have to say about Picard season three uh, and uh, I've got a listener question for Jody Uh-oh. about right. about your mom and it's a weird question I'm not sure exactly what this is about but it's you know it's not a it's not a hard question so don't worry uh okay all of that's coming up on the Shadow rocket portion of the show Meantime, if you're not subscribed on Patreon, have a great weekend. If you're subscribed on Patreon, have a Patreon, good weekend, folks. We'll see you tomorrow yeah. on the after party then. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh
1: my god.